This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and the Rolling Stones in Rock 102. Oh, boy. <clears throat> kind of depressing, I'll tell you. Fourth of July weekend here uh, later today, and it will be rainy through a very good part of it. Uh, today, tomorrow, tomorrow, by the way, a high of 60. So this is almost like uh, Memorial Day weekend. Wet and cold, 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us later on this morning. There's loads of summertime scams, and you don't want to be left behind, so we'll be talking to him after 8 o'clock. There you go. Also, uh, Dr. Shelley Halligan. She is the Vice President of uh, Integrative Health Services for Aware Recovery Care, and we'll be talking to her about uh, addiction and the pandemic. It's actually a pretty interesting topic, so we'll be talking to her after 7 o'clock this morning. Look at that. Yeah. That is a, that's a busy show right there to <laughs> go into a three-day weekend. Yeah, full-rounded show right there. Who would have who would have thought that'd be possible? I don't know about round. 535 and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Pat Benatar on Rock 102. Okay, so here's the optimistic way of looking at it, I guess. Uh, only 75% of your 4th of July weekend will be ruined by rain. You've never said anything optimistic in your life. Well, that's half optimistic right there. It's yeah. only going to rain uh, today and tomorrow and Sunday. <laughs> but Monday looks pretty yeah, good. Monday, yeah, Monday should be pretty good. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagel? When uh, Bill Cosby got sprung on Wednesday, Felicia Rashad enthusiastically tweeted her support. She said, quote, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. What Felicia probably wasn't thinking at the time was she'd recently been named dean of Howard University's oh. College of Fine Arts. Uh, they boy. quickly disavowed her tweet and said it, quote, lacked sensitivity towards survivors of sexual assault. And then fired her? No, they didn't oh. fire her yet. Uh-huh. Yet. Felicia's tweet is now gone and has been replaced by this one. I, I fully support survivors of sexual assault yeah. coming forward. <laughs> my post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. But mm. here's my question. How do you support the, their truth when you clearly are still calling them liars anyway? That's what I like to know about it. She said, uh, personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing. Didn't uh, didn't Lisa Bonet have a pretty nasty tweet back after right after the conviction uh, or arrest? I, I believe she did. Yeah. It wasn't uh, particularly supportive of Bill Cosby. It sounds like there's a lot of rift in that make-believe family. Oh, well, there's rift. There's loads of rift. But you know, uh, plenty the, of rift. The, the thing is, is this really the overturning of a miscarriage of justice, or is it just? It's a technicality. Technicality. That's it. That's all it is. He's still no less guilty of the crime. By the way, uh, you know, I was making all these points the other day about how there was no sign of his wife down in Pennsylvania. Apparently, it was a very quick release. Um, uh, not unlike several of mine. And uh, I was going to say, not yeah, unlike yeah. the several releases that Bill Cosby had over the years when he drugged people and had sex with them. That's an even better idea. Yeah. She's in Shelburne. 
So, so if he's up there now, it's believed he's up here now. Uh, that's yeah. where she is. So apparently they well, are still together. 22 News supposedly had a crew on the scene waiting Every, to bring you the latest. Everybody yeah. had a crew there yesterday. And they, they, they weren't alone. And then they parked a big John Deere tractor in the driveway to block anybody's chances of oh, getting I'm the sure, shot. I'm sure that's Bill's tractor. Yeah. Is there anybody, uh, like, is there somebody from the big networks here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was. Uh, although she was in the studio in New York by 6.30 last night. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So still, uh, students and alumni are calling for Felicia to step down. She also got taken to the social media woodshed. I like that one. Social media woodshed by Janet Hubert, the original Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince. She was like, what are you, out of your mind? Are you out of your mind writing something like that? What the hell is wrong with you? Get into this virtual woodshed. (laughs) Yes. Uh, on a related note, Bill might be happy to be free, uh, but he's also mad, like possibly suing mad. His lawyers are allegedly looking into a possible lawsuit against the county that prosecuted him for abusing the legal process. Yes, he's suing someone else for abuse. Well, at least he's suing a governmental agency and not an individual. Yeah, I mean, he actually, in a way, might have a case. Yeah. He might, but uh, nevertheless... Uh, Angelina Jolie and The Weeknd had dinner together at an Italian restaurant in L.A. Wednesday night, so everybody's wondering if they're dating. Wait, he was out on a weekday? I know. Isn't that weird? The Weeknd was out there in the week. Huh. Angelina is 46 and The Weeknd is 31. Ooh. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, but she's also got how many kids? 27. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, uh, let's just have dinner. Mm-hmm. I think this is as far as we need to go. And, and probably we should get takeout. Y- yeah. yeah. Uh, separately in our own homes. Yeah. 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 Nice talking to you. <laughs> Who's picking up the check? Uh, well, probably the weekend because, you know, he's the young guy making all the money right now. Yeah. Uh, Amber Heard has a new baby daughter, and she named it Unga. Una, I don't even know how. O-O-N-A-G-H. Unga. Unag. No, Unag. Yeah, Unag. It's not clear where the baby came from, but it sounds like this is a new solo project for him. Well, let me see if I can explain this to you. First, the mommy and daddy love each other. And then what happens is... You have eggnog. First, your your mommy... uh, Ugnog, I believe it's called. She uh, says, quote, I hope we arrive at a point in which it's normalized to not want a ring in order to have a crib. Oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Mm-hmm. No ring, no crib without a ring. Meghan McCain announced yesterday that she's leaving The View because she wants to stay in D.C. with her family and her new baby daughter. She called the show, quote, hands down, one of the greatest, most wonderful privileges of my entire life. Really? She like getting uh, you know, verbally pigpiled by everybody on that show? Except for that Joy Behar. I can't stand her. Yeah, but then they all have... Such nice things to say to each other when when somebody announces that they're leaving. Well, because you have to show a little bit of grace and. Uh, yeah, but they, they don't. They're just they're they're backstabbers. You can't show a little bit of grace, Steve. You either have grace or you don't have grace. Yeah, you can't. There's not a fractional amounts of grace. But do you say grace? Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't want grace. <laughs> I don't know grace. I don't even say grace. Uh, Doja Cat is pausing on music collaborations because they hinder her artistry and sometimes uh, sound like fan-made mashups. She wants to be successful on her own and choose career moves that give her energy. That's the last time we'll ever hear Doja Cat. Yeah, that's probably right. 
Machine Gun Kelly is working on a new movie that he originally titled Good News as an homage to Mac Miller. Mac's brother was offended because of the subject matter and told him to change it. The producers have agreed to do so. And he's coming to the Big E. He is coming to the Big E. Mac Miller? No, Machine Gun Kelly. I wish Mac Miller was coming to the Big E. Wish he was going anywhere. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Didn't I just say we don't do enough stories about him? Yeah, we did last week, but yeah. He has been photographed for the first time in eight years. So what's he doing these days? Clearly just being a regular guy, taking a vape break while walking his dogs in Hollywood. What do you mean photographed for the first time in eight years? Well, nobody's nobody's heard from him. Nobody's seen him. Doesn't mean somebody didn't take his picture and then yeah, just but keep a, it. Uh, the paparazzi aren't yeah. tracking him down. Paparazzi. This is a kid. This is one of the kids from Home Improvement, right? Yeah. The which one? Uh, I believe it was the older one. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. I thought he was the middle one. I thought there was only two. No, there was three. I never watched that show, so yeah. I don't really know. Hmm. I'm trying to pretend I know what the, yeah, uh, yeah. the show's about. Chris Hemsworth's trainer. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Wasn't he on like the, the top row of match game? No, no, no. That was Charles Nelson Riley. You're uh No, he's the guy that used to throw confetti everywhere. Uh, that was uh Rip Torn. <laughs> Rip Taylor. 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 You're thinking yeah. of the guy yeah. that was on the <laughs> Larry Sanders show. No, that was Rip Torn. That was Rip Torn. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we bungled that up for the yes. holiday weekend. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I Wow, the heat has been brutal, but at Ocean State... To you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember the good old days where the NCAA used to have the sort of authority to suspend athletes for accepting gifts and cash from unauthorized agents and various team boosters? Boy, those were exciting times. These days, a student-athlete can now field offers for product endorsements or sell his name and likeness for merchandising purposes or enjoy the profits that were once the sole possession of each participating college or university. And frankly, I never thought I'd live today to see the day when that would change. And yet now that the rules are different, it's time for those who have suffered the most to seek reinstatement. This week, former USC running back Reggie Bush petitioned to not only have his stripped 2005 Heisman Trophy returned to him, He's also seeking the reinstatement of his college statistics. You may recall that Reggie was forced to surrender his Heisman Trophy after he accepted cash, travel expenses, and a house for his parents to live in rent-free for an entire year. Reggie also received an additional $10,000 in furnishings for the house. The resulting infraction led to Reggie being forced to disassociate himself with the USC for the next 10 years. And as a result, USC was also given a two-year postseason ban, vacated their 2004 national championship, and lost 30 scholarships. And now, Reggie would like it all back because he believes, quote, I won the Heisman Trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field. And that may be true. But it's also true that the NCAA had rules that Reggie Bush was fully aware of at the time, and he chose to violate them anyway. And just because the NCAA rules have changed, that doesn't mean that he wasn't still in violation then. In fact, he'd still be in violation now. In other words, Reggie Bush doesn't deserve his Heisman Trophy back any more today than he did in the day they delivered his mother's couch. Surprisingly enough, the Heisman Trust, which would have authority to return the trophy, has not yet responded to Reggie's request. And if I were Reggie, I wouldn't exactly hold my breath that they will. You may have earned the trophy with hard work, but you lost the trophy because of your stupidity and because of your inattention to the rules. In other words, I wouldn't start clearing off the mantle just yet.
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What kind of mess do you got now? You need a Craftsman Wet Dry Vac, don't you? To get one now at Rocky's for only 24 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. The July sales flyer is on the Rocky's website and loaded with bargains like the $24 Craftsman West Dry Vac available right, right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 on Rock 102. Rain today, tomorrow, Sunday. Three out of four days of your four-day weekend. And uh, by the way, tomorrow's high, about 60. It's uh, 70, no, 65, rather, right now in downtown Springfield. So I've always kind of felt uh, that a round of golf, a full round of golf, is a little long. 18 holes, eh, I start giving up after 14, 15 tops. Right. And it's not as popular as it was many years ago. And although it has started to pick up again, they say, in the last few years. See, I'm only good for like one or two shots around. Yeah. So if my one good shot happens in like the first three holes. Yeah, you're done. I'm kind of done. But if it doesn't happen until hole 16, 17, or 18, mm. well, then that's a, that's a decent day of golf. It's never going to happen for me that late. Uh, new golf has led to radically revised six or 12 hole courses that, uh, reduces costs, land use, and the time it takes to play around. It has fostered a host of off course experiences, including bustling entertainment venues that mix the vibe of a driving range and a sports bar, attracting a clientele with the average age of about 31. It, uh, they are now golf courses with built-in sound systems playing music. Uh, this I like the most. No one keeps score or cares. Uh, 75% of the rounds are played in the sport. 75% of the rounds are played on public courses. Um, golfers in their 20s have begun a three-hole round known as the beer loop. Because it starts and ends at the clubhouse. So it's probably the first hole, the 17th and the 18th, and then boom, back into the clubhouse again. I actually kind of like that idea. Yeah, that's very cool. The sports mini rebellion has a birthplace. Northern Virginia, where a golf entertainment company named Top Golf made, the, uh, made their American deb- debut in 2005. They now have 64 locations, uh, mostly in urban areas. The facilities, which average more than 20 million customers annually, have the feel of a 50s-style bowling alley set in a 21st century science fiction film. The complex resembles a routine driving range, but with multiple floors, and it's meant to be a social experience. Hmm. The goal is a playful competition at each oversized driving bay where a wait staff keeps customers plied with food and drink. It's kind of a little bit like uh, this place at MGM, only they're all on one floor. This is this would be multi-level. Yeah, I've seen uh, like pictures of like just you know driving ranges that are multi-level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen them in I saw it in a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Yeah, I, I can't remember where I've uh, where I've seen it too. But uh, it's kind of cool, kind of yeah. a cool way of doing it. Now, when they're talking about like uh, like the shortened golf. Uh, whether it's you know six holes or, or or twelve, these are existing golf courses, right? They're not like these. Now, are for, some of these, I believe, are are newly. They're brand built. new. Yeah, some because of them I've are. never really figured out 
Because it's always been either you play nine holes or mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to kind of, you know, police whether someone's going, you know, six holes or nine. But it would be kind of cool to have an additional tier of pricing for golf yeah. for those who don't want to commit to either nine or 18. Well, I played uh, I played a week ago. Uh, <laughs> I won't say where or with who, but uh, we were kind of on a time schedule. And on the back nine, it was uh, kind of backed up um because there were people walking and uh we actually jumped three holes so we played 15 and and it was good it was i was like you know by the time we were done i was like okay that's it Hmm. players in this uh in this uh, new generation choose from a full set of clubs to aim at targets of varying distances from 50 yards to 250 yards now here's something i find very very interesting sensors embedded in each of the golf balls will give you your distance. Points are awarded according to how close the ball comes to the target and are displayed on a monitor in each bay of of these, you know, each party that, that has its own little bay, but microchip. See, that's the thing I can't figure out is the way I measure my game is how many balls did I lose in a round. And for the number of people who are losing which, balls which all the is, time. Which about as, as accurate as most golfers ever get. Yeah. You know, if I lose none, I, that's a good game of golf. I don't care if I shot a, a 90 on nine holes. Yeah. If I kept the same ball, <clears throat> if they can embed chips in balls to measure distance, why? And I know people will say, you know, something aerodynamically is going to affect the ball if you put something inside of it. I don't believe that. I, I think we must have the technology, technological ability to put something in a ball and not affect its trajectory. Yes, I'm, I'd be less concerned about whether it affects the movement of the ball or the aerodynamics and far more concerned about what the price of the balls will yeah. now become since I'm well, going to wind up losing them all in the woods anyway. But that's my point. You're not going to lose them. If, if they have GPS in them, you never lose a ball. <laughs> Listen, you buy a sleeve of three balls, they last you forever. Yeah, except uh, there comes a point where even if the GPS is telling me exactly where it is yeah. and I can't find it because it's mm. buried underneath you know, rubble or leaves, yeah. I'm giving up and moving on. You'll you'll find the only way you'll lose a ball is in the water. Otherwise, yeah. it, it would be you know it would be GPS. You find it. Even uh, even Tiger Woods, sidelined by his injury, has become a major investor in this. He's got uh, places called Pop Stroke Putting Courses with multiple holes that incorporate bunkers and roughs. They've got food, they've got craft beer, they've got wine and ice cream that can be delivered to players while they play. Two of these venues currently open in Florida, and uh, Woods has announced developing seven more of them in Texas and Arizona. This one guy, uh, who decided to do this on his own, emptied out his bank account to build an architecturally distinctive nine-hole course in Tennessee. He didn't have any money to build a clubhouse for it, though, when he was done, uh, he calls it Sweeten's Cove, nor could he afford a bathroom. So as nice as this place is, it has a portable toilet and a 20 by 10 foot aluminum shed. And as of March, he began online booking. It took 31 minutes for every available tea time from Thursday through Sunday, from April 1st to October 31st Jesus. to sell out. Wow. I know. <laughs> now, uh, my, my hometown of Rehoboth, 
at, at one point was in the in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most golf courses in a single town. And mm-hmm. now they have they they have six for a town of like ten thousand people. That's a lot of golf courses. Even six now. eighteen hole courses or six uh, combination um, or par I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. I think that the the one nine hole course closed just a couple of years ago. I think these mm. are all eighteen mm. full size courses. So, uh, but nevertheless, I mean, there's always been a lot of golf there. But um, you know the the idea of of uh, of any of them filling up that you know all six courses filling up to. To that level, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to imagine because you know, there were some that were just struggling to stay alive for yeah. a while. Because uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago when golf was a, just about the most uncool thing a dude could do. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, of course we're going to go out and play golf. Yeah. You know, I haven't played in like you know four or five years, but it's like, yeah, now you—that's of course you would do that, especially when the cultural revolution can be seen in every facet of the game. Perhaps most notably in the relaxing of dress codes. Once demanding collared shirts and skirts of a certain length, now these kids, um, backward baseball caps, barefoot, they could play barefoot. The only thing that is banned are jeans and tank tops. That's it. And even that's a little, I mean, the tank top thing, I guess I see, but. Why would you want to play barefoot? Barefoot. I would think your your footing would be completely off. Yeah, for some reason these kids are are into going barefoot as well, and they have a tournament which I think is kind of interesting named Meet Greet and Cheat, in which players <laughs> are encouraged to break every golf rule they can. I like that idea. while they're playing. I totally yeah. like that idea. Meet Greet and Cheat. It's uh, six twenty three with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. It's six twenty five with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us later on this morning, and uh, Dr. Shelley Halligan from uh, Integrative uh, Health Services uh, at the Aware uh, Recovery Care, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk to her about that about uh, recovery and the pandemic. At uh, Enfield Town Celebration climaxes in an explosion of fireworks well, huh? that's uh, one way that's, of putting it uh, that's, that is the way you put it <laughs> might want to bring an umbrella and i'm not uh, talking for the rain so yeah got my headphones look at those new bra- brand new i i'm sorry i don't understand uh uh same day delivery i just don't get it i ordered these things through amazon what after eight thirty yesterday morning, yes. I think because Judy was here at eight thirty. That's they broke just as we were going on with her. So I think right around nine o'clock, I ordered them on Amazon. One day delivery. They were on my step by two or three o'clock. So this was something that must have been in stock at a local center, right? I, local fulfillment center, which would be what Windsor, I think. Yeah, Holyoke's not a fulfillment center. Holyoke's just a, a distribution center. So probably Windsor Locks. Probably Windsor. Windsor Locks, and then it went to Holyoke, and then it went to you. Damn. Yeah, no, it's by, pretty amazing. By two o'clock. Yeah. Now, what you would you spend on those? Uh, seventy bucks. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, no, yeah, that, these were not the uh, these were not very expensive. Yeah, which means they probably won't last very long. <laughs> I, I give them about a week and they'll be falling apart in no time. I'd be lucky if they get through the holiday. Let's there you laugh. go. Let's laugh. Tell me, tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Oh my God, that is 
hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. The teacher one day is teaching uh, young kids the different kinds of animals, right? Okay. So she shows a picture of a giraffe, and she asks them what it is, and uh, nobody answers. So she gives them a clue. She says, well, it, it has a long neck. And one kid goes, oh, a giraffe. So please, the teacher moves on to the next picture, which is uh, a zebra. And again, nobody answers. These are not bright kids. And uh, the teacher says, well, this animal has stripes. And another kid yells out, zebra. So uh, the teacher's thinking these, these kids are doing all right now. She puts up another one. It's a picture of a deer. And then uh, when nobody says anything, the teacher realizes she's having a hard time coming up with a clue. And finally she says, well, uh, what does your mother call your father? And one of the kids goes, horny bastard. Ah! <laughs> she, you know, she thought the kids were going to say deer. And uh, one of the kids didn't do that. These are not smart kids. <laughs> Booyah! Back. 631 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, according to the 22 News crew, there's no sign of Bill Cosby at his Franklin County property. No, they were standing there waiting right outside the gate. So unless, um, of course, I suppose it could have been a vehicle that came in with blackened windows and then pulled far enough onto the property that you didn't see anybody get out of it. Is it possible that he has, say, like a, an underground bunker? A, like a tunnel? Like maybe that. tunnels? Could be, could be that as well. Might have, uh, might have gone in disguised as a pizza delivery boy. Any number of ways. I'm sure he could have gotten in there. Uh, so, yeah, there was no sign of Bill Cosby at his Franklin County property Thursday night, hours after the recently freed comedian left his suburban Philadelphia home to reunite with his wife, Camille. They make it sound like reunite, like she's going to be so happy to see him. I, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. we don't know how that is, but she hasn't seen him. Bill, they so good to see you. They say that she hasn't seen him in three years. Now, uh, even pandemic aside, yeah. You know, it's like, all right, well, 18 months ago, she should have been able to visit him. But yeah. He she, was in for three years. But has she spoken to him in three years? Yeah, that's what I mean. Never mind seen him. It sounds like maybe not. Uh, Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his conviction on charges of aggravated indecent assault, finding that the entertainer's due process rights had been violated. He spent his first night out of prison at his home in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, but left on Thursday. A family spokesman said that Cosby was going to reunite with his wife, Camille. That led to speculation that the comedian was headed to Shelburne, where Cosby owns a home. So, yeah. But he hasn't been seen yet. And he doesn't, there's no, there are no limitations on him. He, he's allowed to travel. He can go anywhere. He's not been convicted of any crimes. Well, can he go to the coffee shop? He could do that. He can go to the coffee shop. What about the public library? Uh, probably wants to stay away from the library. What about the liquor store? Yeah, that definitely wants to stay away from the liquor store. <laughs> and he's and he's got his uh, he's got his little helper there. Uh, if you saw uh, Veep, this guy uh, Richard. Remember Richard? He was uh, he was the African American guy who was always. Overly helpful. No, that would have required me to watch V. Yeah, I, Steve, you yeah. saw it. I didn't see it. I thought you said you watched it. I never watched that show. I must have been working with other people. Yeah, I, I, have, yeah. it might have been. I tried Jeez. to give it a shot and uh, was disinterested. Well, you were hanging out with that Bizarro Baxton O'Brien show. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. talking all about that stuff right. where everybody is, uh, you know, nice. Uh, yep. You're nice. Uh, yep. you know. Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I can't remember. What the hell was the Kramer character's name? 
Fargus. Yeah, that's right. Fargus. Fargus right. Gene. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Gene was one of the movie reviewers. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. I never saw that uh, Seinfeld show. Two people uh, from Holyoke and a 15-year-old juvenile were arrested in Springfield Wednesday after police found a firearm, stun gun, and shell casing inside of their vehicle. According to the Ryan Walsh, police received a gun call on the 800 block of Boston Road around 2.15 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. Springfield's Real-Time Analysis Center, uh, or also known as RTAC, was able to notify police of a suspected vehicle driving east. Officers were able to locate the vehicle, could conduct a traffic stop around the 1600 block on Boston Road. The officer observed a firearm inside the vehicle, which was later identified as a BB gun. A further search of the vehicle located a loaded, high-capacity firearm, a stun gun, shell casing, and marijuana. 23-year-old Nelson Lugo of Holyoke and 31-year-old Samantha Gagnier of Holyoke were arrested and uh, were charged with multiple charges each. Or uh, did she uh, show good reflexes? The Gagnier reflexes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. A uh, Connecticut man has been held on $10,000 bail following his arrest in a statewide sex trafficking investigation focusing on massage parlors, including one in Westfield. Green Palace Massage Therapy at 51 Southwick Road was among four spas that fell under surveillance by investigators with the Westfield Police, Mass State Police, and the State Attorney General's Office. 44-year-old John Smalls of Groton was arrested in connection with the investigation. He was charged with sexual trafficking of a person for sexual servitude. Smalls was held in lieu of $10,000 bail as his arraignment in Westfield District Court in order to stay away from the alleged victims. A co-defendant, Gia Wang, 41, remains at large. So wait a minute. You get the Smalls Wang? Yes. If their kids got married, it would be the Smalls Wang wedding. You're right. The Smalls Wang wedding, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Court records filed in connection with the case say that Westfield police officer John Blasak spotted what looked like indicators of a commercial sex business at the massage parlor last year. As part of this investigation, police have observed uh, alleged targets, Wang and Smalls, to be uh, knowingly facilitating commercial sexual activity of another person by setting up these illicit massage business locations, transporting women to the various locations, bringing supplies to the locations, and posting advertisements for commercial sex on websites. Uh, two spas in uh, Watertown and one in Worcester were also targeted in the probe. Now, that's... Uh Want to bring in the small wings? Yeah, well, uh, the smalls and the wings. I don't, yeah. I don't think they turn anybody away at the door. No, they don't. But see, I always find out about these places after they get busted. Yeah, and then you hear that they advertise, but yet I don't hear anyone advertising in Rock 102, which I think is an effective form of advertising for anybody. Come on down. You want handy dandy? You come to uh, the Golden Green Tea Spa in Westfield. Right, there you go. Even bring your smalls and your wings. We take all kinds of smalls. We take all kinds of wangs. We take all kinds of small wangs. Uh, Michael Weeks has been fishing in the same spot at Chicopee Memorial State Park since he was a kid until last week when he said two parks employees approached him and told him to reel in his line and get the hell out of here. Well, they didn't say it like that, but we were told we were no longer allowed to fish there because people let their dogs swim there, he said, adding a dog was injured after it stepped on a lost fishing lure recently. The spot located between the swimming beach and the dam has been a popular fishing area for decades because it's a short walk from the parking lot and can even be accessed by people who use wheelchairs. And be honest with you, for all the years that I've been living in Chicopee now, I've never been to uh, Chicopee Memorial State Park. But there, there is a photo uh, on Mass Live, mm-hmm. and 
it does look like, I mean, you could see in this photo, you could see both the beach and the dam. Um, and, and it does look like there's enough distance between the two that they could coexist and not get in each other's way. I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure people who walk their dogs probably walk it all the way down towards the dam, but like, it doesn't look like there's going to be any problem between swimmers and fishermen, but I suppose a dog could wander all the way down towards the dam and step on something. Well, you know how like a lot of a lot of ponds, uh, you have like a line that that separates how far yeah. you can go swimming. I mean, yeah. I, you can't tell from that uh, from that picture, but you know if, if there's a if there's a specific line that separates uh, everybody, I don't see why you can't still fish there. Yeah, and, I know. And you're supposed to have your dog on a leash anyway, so just stay out of those fishing areas. Well, or how about you know you, you know banning the dogs from the beach part of it. Dogs are allowed in all parts of the park except for the swimming beach. All right. Well, and are permitted to go into the water, but must be kept on leashes at all times. So yeah, it's kind of hard to do all of that together and be in a wheelchair. A wheelchair? Yeah, it says uh, it says the parking lot is close enough to the water that it's even accessible for people in wheelchairs. So if you want your dog to take you basically almost water skiing water sitting uh that'd be kind of cool i don't think you can uh, water sit with the doggy paddle i don't think that well does. what if you what if you hook a fish that's so powerful it pulls your wheelchair would it would you know the I, elmer fudd way of fishing I, I, at the uh, at the memorial state park i believe i saw that an episode of benny hill once <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are no yeah, fish. Should have seen the in, one that got away in that water that are powerful enough to pull a wheelchair. Um, officials for the State Department of Conservation and Recreation said the information from the employees was incorrect. There has been no change in places where fishing is allowed in Chicopee State Park. No changes in where they're allowed to fish. So uh, there so are places you can fish. Yeah, these two uh, employees came up to this guy and said, "You got to get out of here because this is not a fishing spot." And then he's like, "I've been doing this since I was a kid. What are you talking about?" They kick him out anyway, and then uh, the conservation department says uh, they were wrong. The people who kicked him out yeah. were wrong. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that there was there's no there's been no change in the policy. Yeah, maybe they need to. And he also talked to a staff member of Joe Wagner's office to try to get an answer from him. Good luck. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Joe. Try Wagner. to get a right answer. Joe Wagner's like uh, trying to get a hold of the president. You can't. Uh, <laughs> well, you can get a just, you can get a hold of him, but, but you may not get the answer you're yeah, looking for. Exactly. Say, well, I'll I'll uh, make a few phone calls and get back to you, and then he never gets back to you. 2016, I said, are they going to resurface uh, 391? Yes, I believe they're doing that next season. And then he'll say, Nuts. but I'll get back to you just to confirm it. 2021 now, and we're still waiting. Well, he's a busy guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's you not know. that busy. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's actually on the on the construction crew. Did you ever think of that? Maybe he's uh, working at nine to five all day. Yeah, laying down pavement in the hot sun. Yeah, they're they're working nights first yeah. of all, and uh, no, I don't think he is. Uh, a new medical paper just came out about the first vertical penile fracture that's ever been documented. <sighs> Ooh. Last year, a 40-year-old man was in the middle of getting it on when his junk got bent and broke, but it happened in a way doctors had never seen before. He showed up at a hospital in a lot of pain, and an MRI found that instead of breaking horizontally, it broke vertically. Ooh. Yeah. About halfway up his... I just uh, imagine the MRI. 
Hey, can you turn that up a little bit? <laughs> About half is that a machine or is that one of them flesh lights? <laughs> About halfway up his junk, he had a vertical tear that was just over an inch long, and they had to do surgery. Inch long, you said? Inch long. An inch long. And they had to do surgery to stop the bleeding. Ended up with a small wang. Yeah, he did. And he's uh, going to a massage. Going to Westfield, Westfield. yeah. Now, how, so that's what you were doing <laughs> yeah, in Westfield. So what's the recovery time on something like that? I mean, is do, do you have to go to like a, I don't know, like, you know, physical therapy? Well, Are there stretches you can do? His doctors weren't sure how bad the recovery would be because they'd never seen anything like this before. But it turned out to be easier to repair than the normal penile fracture. He made a full hmm. recovery and was able to resume sexual activity about six months later. Six months. Six months without yeah. having any kind of sexual contact, even with yourself. And yet, I was going to say, and probably not even with yourself. Yeah, but if your uh, if your business was fractured, you might not want to give it yeah. a, a te- you might want to like you know, lay off of it for a little while. For a little while, sure. But six months. I mean, you know, it's like when I had heart surgery, and they said you can stay out of work for twelve weeks. Well, within six weeks, I was back. You know, they tell you you can't touch your your, your joint for six months. You got to think in three months. Well, you know, why can't I uh, look? Yeah, look I, I'm, I, I'm rubbing it now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything without the say so of a doctor or a physician's assistant. Yeah. Yeah, but you know your own body. Exactly. Everybody's exactly. going to heal at different rates. Yeah. Well, and if you feel confident enough to, you know. Uh, yeah, that's like famous last words for anybody who's pushing it too hard. You know, like, oh, I just had a heart attack, but I think I'm going to go for a walk, you know, for a run. No, that's not a, such a good idea. Yeah. Listen, listen to Mr. Conformist. Like, he's going to go the whole six months. <laughs> Please. If my penis were cracked in half, we'd. We'd take it a little slow. Mm. I'd comply to my doctor's uh, suggestions. Is the guy at least getting friends to sign his cast? <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> shoot, shoot tadpoles at the moon, Jazz. <laughs> this is all you, buddy. We got your back. Yeah. It's a shame you don't have your front. Get well. Get well. We want you to get, get well. well. Get well soon. We want you to get well. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's kind of going to suck. It's going to be rainy with a high of 68 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of only 60 it is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And Van Halen on Rock 102. It's not only impossible to make this forecast for the holiday weekend sound better. You can actually make it sound worse. So it is in the next 10 days, there is rain in the forecast for every day except Monday. Only the 4th of July is without any rain at all. They're showing pictures on 22 News of the flooding in West Springfield. There's an area on uh, Piper Farm Road that looks like it has a surf. It's it actually it yeah. looks like you could see yeah. a wave rolling in. It's actually got a tide. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's depressing, man. I mean, Memorial Day weekend sucked, and now the Fourth of July weekend is right. basically going to suck as well. Tomorrow's high will be sixty. Yeah, but you know we really do need the rain. We don't need it all in four days, and we certainly don't need it on a holiday. All right, let me ask you a very important question. Yes, I have uh, galoshes and rubbers. No, that's not what my question was. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah. Good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please join me as we welcome John O'Brien's America. So for all we know, Bill Cosby could be sitting in his home in the Berkshires this morning a free man. I saw the news headlines that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court determined the deal made by a previous DA to Cosby not to try him criminally if he testified in a civil trial would still apply to the new DA trying the case. Therefore, the case was dismissed, the conviction was overturned, the record was expunged, and the defendant was free to go. What I didn't understand was either the precedent that allowed this or the legal explanation of how this decision was reached. Yesterday, I read something from a former federal prosecutor that made it clear to me. There is a long-standing notion that due process requires the enforcement of prosecutors' promises. In fact, there is previous case law that noted prosecutors' promises are not limited to the plea context. Any promise a prosecutor makes that induces reliance to the, deter to the detriment of the defendant may be binding. So in essence, the court was enforcing the promise of the first DA. So if you want to blame someone for Bill Cosby living large in Shelburne, blame the first DA. Because in the court's view, the only just outcome was to protect Cosby's rights by enforcing that DA's promise. By overreaching to help the civil case, the DA blocked his successor from sustaining a conviction of Cosby, and that initial decision that the evidence was insufficient to prosecute was his most egregious error. The lead justice for the opinion of the appeals court acknowledged that the court's decision to bar prosecution on those particular charges were both severe and rare, but necessary. Even though society has a strong interest in prosecuting crimes, he wrote, it was even a stronger instant, uh, interest rather, in ensuring that the constitutional rights of the people are vindicated. And finally, it was pointed out that the prosecutors can ask the U.S. Supreme Court to review the Pennsylvania Justice's constitutional analysis. To all of that, I say, duh, who didn't know that? Man, you gotta think, Jerry Sandusky is right now sitting in his Pennsylvania cell thinking, I won't eat another Puddin' Pop until I'm free as well. And by the way, Puddin' Pop was Jerry's nickname around the locker rooms. Either way, kind of hard to think that old Dr. Cosby sitting up there in the Burks with his wife Camille is trying to renew their Tanglewood subscription in time to see the Boston Pops performance this weekend. This has been John O'Brien's America, an America where you're innocent until you're proven guilty in a court of law. And sometimes you're innocent even after that. Thank you. The views expressed in John O'Brien's America are like school in July. No class. Thank you. Thrills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to jinx anything here, but with the All-Star break coming up in about a week and a half, I thought it might be appropriate to point out that with last night's 15 to 1 pounding of the Kansas City Royals, the Red Sox have not won, have now won not one, not two, but seven games in a row. The resulting bloodbath has resulted in the Red Sox not only amassing a three-and-a-half game lead in the division, they now have the best record in the American League and the second-best record in all of baseball, narrowly standing behind the San Francisco Giants, who have lost four games in a row. Sox not only swept the Royals, they also swept the Yankees before that, and while they'll open up a six-game road trip tonight in Oakland, things might only be getting started. Because assuming everything that's being reported is accurate, Chris Sales, coming off Tommy John surgery, has been tossing simulated games against real live hitters and throwing 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. In fact, 
He's been looking so good that he'll be heading to assignment in Fort Myers this weekend and could join the regular rotation as early as next month. So try to imagine the Red Sox with the second best record in baseball being able to bring back Chris Sale with a surgically restored elbow tossing 95-mile-an-hour fastballs against guys who haven't seen him pitch in almost two years. That has the potential to be very exciting. Granted, a lot of bad things can happen to a team during the course of a month, but for the sake of blind optimism, I have chosen to ignore all those horrible possibilities and focus on the notion that one of the best teams in baseball could be getting better just before the postseason begins. That's the sort of prospect that makes my various bits and pieces tingle with excitement. So much so that in spite of the current seven-game winning streak, I'd almost rather be blowing up teams when when it really counts, and right now ain't exactly it. Yes, beating the Kansas City Royals with four home runs and seven scoreless innings out of Nathan Eovaldi is awesome, but it will be more awesome when they're playing like this in August. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You love your deck or patio, but you're thinking, eh, maybe you need a big shade umbrella. Get one now at Rocky's, a nine-foot shade umbrella, only 35 bucks. With your Ace Rewards card, you're saving $15. It's a shady deal. It's coming your way right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 708. And Tom Petty on Rock 102. Uh, this is going to be the kind of holiday weekend where you want to maybe just get a case of beer and a bag of weed and sit in the house. Well, or maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe you don't want to do that. Uh, Aware Recovery Care is uh, an in-home recovery uh, program. It's actually a pretty interesting concept. It's available in six different states. And the Vice President of Integrative Health Services from uh, Aware Recovery Care is on the phone right now, Dr. Uh, Shelley Halligan. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. How are you this morning? Uh, very good. Very good. So this, this is an in-home uh, recovery program. Tell us about uh, how that works. Absolutely. So what we do is we actually have a a 52-week in-home addiction treatment program where we take our treatment and our teams right into the person's home and treat them where they live and in their community. We are talking six states, and they do include uh, Connecticut, Florida, Indiana, Maine, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. Was this done, were you doing this during covid Absolutely. We started in 2011, and so we've been doing this for quite some time. It definitely was not a response to COVID, but we certainly did make it a lot more feasible and accessible to treatment for those individuals who were either sick with COVID or fearful of going into a large treatment facility and being exposed to pathogens. And it also just long-term results. Instead of going away to treatment, away from everybody, we include everybody on your treatment team. So, you know, the traditional uh, treatment model where you go away inpatient for treatment and then you go back home, all of those problems that you had when you left are still there when you get back home. Well, but were we you, understand that. But were you going into the homes or was this being done on Zoom or something? We do both. We It's a hybrid effect, but we definitely do in the home. We go into the home, the person's home, and we treat them where they live. So we definitely are still going into the home. We do offer Zoom and other platforms, uh, you know, um, telehealth, things like that for our patients to track, but we definitely are going into the home. We have an incredible um, you know, policy around infection control, and we keep our patients and our staff safe. It's interesting because you know, in a lot of cases where someone will go into an inpatient, uh, you know, facility, you know, they may get healthy, but then they wind up going back to the same dysfunctional uh, set of relationships exactly. and, and environment. But this, you're talking about dealing with 
not just the person who's struggling with the addiction, but the people who are either enabling the addiction or the people who are in you know great denial of the severity of that addiction. I mean, how when you're talking about families that are going through uh, you know these kinds of you know real serious issues, I mean, how responsive are family members being to this kind of uh, approach? I think they welcome it. You know, one of the things that we have learned over the years is not only is the, the medical system, our health system, very difficult to navigate, but substance use disorder is quite difficult to navigate. Uh, whether it's the insurance, what are you, uh, you know, what are you able for, what do you need? We do in-home uh, withdrawal management, so individuals detox in their home from certain substances, so they don't have to go inpatient for detox any longer. And what we do know is that the family get sick along with the person who is suffering from the addiction. And I love what you just said about, you know, it's a very serious disease. And they are in denial because they're terrified. And so fearful of what's going to happen to the person, fearful of what's happened to their family. There's oftentimes there's legal medical issues that are going on. So there's so many different facets to it. And we cover them all. We work with the family. We work with the friends. We work with your identified allies, loved ones. We help you get integrated into a community, you know, 12-step communities in your where you live. Also, collaborating with primary care providers, treating all the medical conditions that go along with substance use, and that's substantial, especially post-COVID. So, so many individuals have not been treating their medical or their psychological issues, and so we've seen a real spike in alcohol use as well as illicit opiates. So, when you mention the legal issues, and and you know, we've heard a lot of stories with the homeschooling, how teachers are actually now getting a look inside the homes of kids and you can see distractions and you can see the conditions that they live under. If you're going into a home, let's say for an adolescent who has an addiction problem and you can see that the parents are uh, either enablers or, or addicts addicts themselves, is there, are there times when you might be forced to either go to court to have the person removed from the house or do you quietly try to tell the individual to relocate somewhere? Uh, working with individuals in the home can be tricky, especially if it's not a safe environment. So one of the things we do right away is we, you know, we, we determine the safety of the home. If there's multiple people actively using, the person might have to go into a sober home or they may have to go inpatient to a treatment facility. We do partner with individuals that, you know, we do partner with other facilities if the, if the home is unsafe. Currently, right now in Massachusetts, we do not treat adolescents. But all of us that are aware recovery care are mandated reporters. So if there was an issue within the home, we would have to report that issue to the state. Um, the legal issues that we try to work with our patients on that, you know, maybe a DUI, maybe they're in trouble with their work, maybe they're in trouble with their license if they're a practicing professional. We work with those individuals to help them get their license back. We work with the courts. We work with all of those individuals to try to get the person long-term recovery because we know if somebody is suffering from a legal issue, their chances of long-term recovery are more difficult. So we try very hard to keep that person out of legal trouble or out of the trouble that they're in. This is uh, Dr. Shelley Halligan from uh, Aware Recovery Care. You, you Considering the, the extraordinary numbers of people who uh, you are trying to get into recovery uh, programs, and again, this, this, it's not just yours, but but inpatient also. Whether you know we're talking about opiates or you know fentanyl or mm-hmm. or, or or alcohol or mental health by itself, whatever it may be, yes. whatever it may yes. be. I, I I know in some inpatient facilities there's a fairly long waiting list 
uh, for people to get the help they need, which, you know, un- unfortunately is kind of uh, counterproductive is getting, you know, someone who's someone who's at the point where they're reaching out for help sometimes has to wait two or three months to go be seen in a situation where you can actually go into someone's house. Is the waiting list the same situation? Not at all. We don't have, you know, when you when you have a certain number of beds and a certain number of slots to fill, you, you have a waiting list. And you said it so beautifully. I mean, that window of opportunity, not only does it close quickly, but the reality is in this times that we're living in, they may not be alive in two months. They not be, may be alive in two days. And so that treatment is so imperative that they get help immediately. And because we are working with individuals in their home, we don't have a, a number that we have to wait for. So we're, we're usually in your home within 48 to 72 hours after your phone call. To wow. There, uh, as we mentioned, you're in, you're in six states. Now, is that because this is a relatively new program or have you been trying to be accessible to other states and you're meeting resistance? Well, it's a combination. It's a new modality. And so whenever you're, you know, in, in starting something new, it takes a little while to take off. Um, Anthem, uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, a lot of uh, insurance companies that we work with, especially Anthem, they're very forward thinkers and they can see, obviously, our data. We've got a lot of data showing that we are doing incredible work, not only while they're in aware recovery care, but post-treatment. If you can think about our traditional treatment is 28, 30 days. We work with the individual and the family for an entire year. So we have every birthday, holiday, anniversary that we work with them. So trying to, you know, to, to introduce a new modality to different insurance companies or different states, it can be a challenge. Um, and so we are rapidly, as quickly as possible, moving across the United States to offer this modality to as many people as possible because you don't have to go to your employer. You don't have to leave your family or your pets. Or You know, we have single mothers, single fathers that can't up and leave their family for 30 days or somebody who owns their own business. It's just very challenging sometimes, especially in the times of COVID, of just getting up and leaving everything. And so this offers the opportunity to stay home, stay employed, and stay with your family. You describe it on the website as four phases that can take up to 12 months. Can you kind of nutshell describe the four phases for us? Of course. So the, the first uh, two phases, the first one especially, is way more intensive. We really see the patient almost every day in the beginning. We're touching that, touching base with them. We're getting set, set up with a, a psychiatric evaluation, a primary care provider. We introduce you to uh, an internal psychotherapist. I had psychotherapist who's going to work with you. We're also working with the family. So it's a lot of new stuff. It's a lot of assessing and seeing exactly what you need to do and collaborating with those providers in the community. And then the visits get less and less as the phases continue. So if you can imagine the first phase is the most intensive, that is right in the ICU, if you, if you look at it through a hospital, where the most, the, the most amount of visits, the most amount of treatment. And then as the second phase and the third phase continues to go down, the last phase you'll be seeing the least amount. And really we want you to, to be seeing the least at that point. We want you to be stabilized, ready to fly, we want you to get a year of recovery and then come back to work with Aware Recovery Care. I think that's one of the things that says so much about us. We have we have individuals that work for us. We're actually patients at one time, and that's a beautiful testimony to what a what great work we actually do here at Aware. Again, this is uh, Dr. Shelley Halligan. The the website is awarerecoverycare.com. The, the, the question I would have is because I know if if you're sending someone to an inpatient facility, you're talking about something that can potentially be very very expensive, even if you have insurance it could be you know thousands of dollars for a 28-day stay with no real guarantee 
that it's going to work. If you are committing to somebody who is going to be at their home for a year, what is there a difference in in cost? Is there is there a, is there like a like a like a tipping point between uh, one or the other? Well, I mean, there it's about actually when you when you look at it for the length of time that you're in, it's way more cost effective um, at Aware Recovery Care because we are with you for the entire year. We are in a network with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield, uh, Tufts Insurance in Massachusetts. And that we accept private pay as well. Um, you can always call our admissions uh, team at 844-292-7372. And they can walk you through the process and see what your insurance uh, looks like and if you can qualify for the program or not. When you, when you talk about, you know, four, four phases over the course of 12 months, first of all, how long has this program been in effect for you to be able to measure the success over the course of a year or more? Great question. We have uh, 20 consecutive quarters from Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield of data. So we have third-party data showing us that what we're doing is is successful and it's effective. We've been um, in business since 2011. And so, uh, you know, a lot of individuals, a lot of places have now gone to doing a lot of uh, treatment via telehealth and apps and and a lot of different modalities, but we still are going into the home. Um, You know, a lot of places are responding to the COVID pandemic has taken this opportunity to treat individuals on different platforms, um, electronic, Zoom, telemedicine, et cetera. But again, being able to go into that person's home, develop that one-on-one relationship with the person and with the family, because we treat the family as well. It's, it's, It's very unique where we we know how to not just treat the person, but if we don't treat the family along with the person, there's chances of long-term recovery decreases. So we know how important it is to work with the family as well. Now, if somebody is in your program, do you require them or suggest them to use you exclusively? Or might these people, particularly now that we're allowed to go back out and, and be in groups, would these people still be going to, say, AA meetings or NA meetings or Al-Anon or things like that? Or is it strictly your your treatment? Oh, no. We absolutely encourage as much support or we talk of recovery capital as possible. So we absolutely believe and work with uh, 12-step programs, uh, refuge recovery, any, any pathway to get individuals to recovery, we promote. We are not one way or the other. We look at what that person presents with. You know, and if they have a significant mental health issue, as, as we were talking about earlier, which happens a lot um, with substance use disorder, we want to treat that mental health as well. So with therapy, uh, a therapist for the individual, therapy for the family, um, all the different things that they need, um, we, we'll work with them, whatever that looks like for them. What about, um, you know, obviously there's, there's, you know, teen addiction, even for that matter, you know, kids who are in trouble much even before their teenage years. Are there any age restrictions on uh, where recovery? Right now we're working with 18 years and, and older. We do not work currently with adolescents uh, in, the, in our program currently. Are you, are you looking to expand into that? Possibly. Uh, we have done that before in the past, um, and we'll probably do it again. What we want to be able to do that adolescents and, and youth really will require a unique and a, and a de- defined product. And we, ours was just defined and created basically for adults. And so if we were going to do adolescents and really youth, we'd have to have a robust program designed exclusively for them. And so when we do something at Aware Recovery Care, we want to do it right, and we don't have the right product currently to, to work with adolescents and youth at this time. 
Again, the uh, the website is uh, awarerecoverycare.com. Dr. Shelley Halligan, uh, we appreciate the time today. It's a great uh, it's a great idea. It sounds like a great program. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you guys have a happy uh, holiday. You okay. too. It's uh, 723 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. If you're not 26 of Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102, if you uh, have missed any Bax and O'Brien show between uh, like today or like the last couple of years, you can go and listen to a Bax and O'Brien podcast on BaxandO'Brien.com. Also subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. All brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. And Baxi's Musical uh, Podcast next week, uh, my guest Jerry Casali from Devo. He's got a brand new single out that comes out next week, and uh, I'll even get a chance to play it. I'm given permission to actually play it. So oh, it's, permission. No, it's actually, it's actually very cool and a really interesting, interesting interview. And again, that'll be available next week on BaxonBrian.com. You know, again, uh, I got these uh, new headphones. Because the uh, the ones I had uh, previously just all of a sudden snapped yesterday. One one of the reasons was that the the earpiece itself was uh, oscillating. You you could you could actually turn it from the left and the right. Yeah. Thankfully, these new ones they're not. They're in they're in one position. What I can't figure out is why do manufacturers, whether it's uh, left and right or up or down, arrows or whatever make the directional signals the same color as the product. What are you talking about? These are black headphones. Yes. I've been wearing them for two hours, and uh, one of my ears is really starting to bother me. And I'm like, well, am I wearing them backwards? And I'm looking all over for a left or a right indicator, and I, and I can't find one anywhere. So then, like uh, 20 minutes ago, I just turned them around and started wearing them the other way. And they seemed almost a little bit more comfortable than the way I was. Now, I just this morning threw away the old pair. So they're right here in the garbage. I dug them out to see if I could find the left-right indicators there and see if they were the same ones because it's the same brand of headphones. Um, And and, and the same model, too, right? Yeah, well, it's a newer same model uh which is why the earpieces don't oscillate but uh finally i did realize there is in fact an l and an r on both of them but they're black in a black background it's like a slight impress of the letter r and the letter l but it's like why why can't you make those white on a black background. Um, why, why don't you make them stand out? Probably just aesthetics. Yeah, yeah well, that's probably, yeah, that's probably what it is. Probably the reason why. But it's stupid. I mean, for two hours, I'm wearing these things. Actually, I was wearing them correctly all along. Uh, but they really do kind of feel almost a little more comfortable wearing them backwards. I got uh, I got a message earlier this week. Somebody asking me uh, what kind of headphones I would recommend because mm. their three hundred dollars uh, pair of Beats headphones broke. Yeah, and when I was done laughing uh, right in their uh, big wasteful face, I uh, you know I made a recommendation. You know, headphones that uh, that are very good and very cheap. But uh, it's amazing how some of these companies will jack you on well, the price of headphones that should never have to cost you more than 100 bucks. Well, I mean, there are different reasons that people wear headphones. You know, we wear them professionally in order to be able 
to hear our own voices while we're speaking so that we you know it, it, sure. it's a broadcast version but i but i have i have my work headphones but i also have headphones that i use at home to listen to music listen to music or or, or when i'm uh, recording podcasts right but there it, are other people who wear them for noise canceling and there's a whole other set of guts in noise canceling headphones, right? But even even then, you don't have to spend two hundred and eighty uh, to three hundred hours for a good set. That seems to be the average, though, from what that I've is, seen. That is the average. But I'm telling you, it's it's wasteful. It's wasteful because you. you I think Pete's are the biggest ripoff there's ever there's ever been. Well, I, I I've never actually tried a pair of the noise canceling ones, but I have read like on on the websites that have said. This does not cancel all noise. No. Well, you know what? If I'm paying $300, I want to be deaf. Well, it it reduces a lot of the ambient noise you would normally hear with like earbuds. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the cheap little ones that that, that came with the phone. Yeah. But it's not 100% cancellation. I don't think they really, I mean, they may have those at the very, you know, highest end. But three hundred dollars should be the highest. No, end. actually, the highest end is up to oh, I know, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, but they're, yeah. I mean, but but they're not, you know, no, the average person shouldn't have to be spending that kind mm-hmm. of money for noise cancellation. Well, thank thank God these are a write off. You don't even know what a write off is. You no, but they do because they're the ones who are writing it off. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, for the twenty six years now. I I have not been keeping track of these. I have probably spent well over fifteen hundred dollars on headphones. Yeah. Whereas I I you know these have a life. The ones I got have a lifetime warranty. I have though. I have those. And, and right, but when I've you actually, already have a forty pound head, a five pound pair of headphones oh makes no, it a little bit more difficult. They're not for everybody. Yeah. But they but they sound good. And if they break, I just send them back to the company, and they give me a brand spanking new one. Yeah. And and I think at the time I bought them, they were like eighty nine dollars. So I, the I, most I've spent over the last. 30 years wearing these things is $89. I think I may, maybe I should do that. I do. I still have them upstairs somewhere. I could dig them out and then just you know send them back right away because I haven't worn them in so long. Yeah, I'm you, sure they don't work. Uh, you just give. No, they probably do work. But you know, the, well, there was a reason I stopped wearing them. I'm trying to remember what, it, and it wasn't just the weight. Yeah, I mean they're they're bulky, but you know for for nine bucks for for the shipping of. Of uh, of them, it's like nothing. Yeah, I mean, these well, things have more than paid for themselves. When I was looking on Amazon yesterday for a new pair, I saw a pair for nine bucks. Yeah, but I thought maybe the quality might be a little lacking. <laughs> yeah, I would think probably a lot. Seven thirty three news is next. A Rockwood seven thirty six at Bax and O'Brien. A Rockwood O two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives sixty percent off installation. With no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword BACS. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Uh, following the Cosby watch, he has not showed up to his Shelburne Falls home. Oh, we haven't seen him. Well, we don't know. We, I mean, so you'd think with all the media out there, somebody would have seen something. Yeah, but but they didn't. But that doesn't mean we don't know he's not there. He could have, uh, he could have parachuted in. He could have uh, dug uh, a tunnel. Have there been any uh, like uh, delivery trucks that have gone to the house? Right, like the, uh, the UPS. Yeah, could have hidden in a delivery truck, uh, like a milkman's truck the, or uh, the Amazon, Jell-O, the Jello pudding pop refrigerated truck. 
all possibilities. By the way, I was corrected by uh, a certain someone listening uh, to my America who pointed out, uh, I know you needed to circle back to Tanglewood, but just so you know, Shelburne is not in the Berkshires. It's actually Franklin County. Ah. What kind of pompous ass would write you something like that? <laughs> someone who feels the need to be right all the time, I suppose. Oh. Those people. I can't stand those people. I don't even <laughs> usually associate with those kinds. Even if they make good egg salad. <laughs> Are you telling me that a certain someone we know is uh, suddenly correcting your, uh, your uh, geographical geographic, faux pas? Yeah, apparently. He's, uh, he's becoming a little bitter in his uh, retirement. You know what? That's yeah. exactly what retirement is for. Just to become bitter? Sure. And criticize I, everybody? Who... I hope to do the same thing. I've started early. John, you started when you were five. Yeah. <laughs> you were in kindergarten when they were like... No, uh, no. I wasn't like this even as a teenager. A uh, bomb threat yesterday forced the temporary closure of the Holyoke Mall. A call came in in the morning saying there was an explosive device in the building just before 9 or just before nine a.m. The state police bomb squad and canine units for the uh, state and uh, mass... Come on, sound it out. It's re... The UMass police? Yeah, yeah. Why would the UMass police be there? They probably have dogs that uh, uh, were not available. Searched the building with Holyoke police. Uh, no evidence of a bomb was found, and it turns out the uh, the mall was a victim of a swatting incident. Well, on the plus side, no gigantic bomb trucks blew up. No, man. No, man. I said Sunglass Hut is the bomb. <laughs> not there's a bomb at the Sunglass Hut. <laughs> it is the bomb. There. There's no question about it, but it's also possible that if you're, that if somebody is bombed, the Amherst police would be uh, the first ones you'd call. They might after the Blarney Bash and the uh, what, the, what what's the, what the other one they the did? Hobart Hoedown. Hobart Hoedown, right? I got to tell you, I spent uh, probably more time in the Hoyoke Mall last Saturday than I have in twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. yeah, probably twenty years. I was there for like three hours. Doing what? I uh, supposedly had an appointment at the Apple Store at 12.45, and when I got there, they didn't have me listed. I couldn't find my confirmation email, mm. so they made me a new one for like uh, 1.30, so I went over to the 110 Grill and had lunch, came back to the Apple Store at 1.30 and was told it probably would be closer to 3 o'clock. And uh, I just I didn't want to leave. I couldn't. I needed my I needed my phone fixed. Now it what, wasn't uh, working properly. What, what uh, Apple genius was figuring out the scheduling over there? Uh, well, uh, I can't completely let myself off the hook because I couldn't find that confirmation email. I know that somebody gave me a twelve forty five appointment because I put it in my calendar, and I wouldn't have done that if I didn't have reason. But I just I couldn't find the confirmation, and for some reason they didn't have me in their system. So three hours uh, at the mall. Hmm. But the one ten grill was uh, you know good place to kill some time. You know what I do sometimes? I'll actually screenshot uh, an important email like that just I do just too. to have it more readily accessible, so I'm yep. not looking all over the place. Yep, I use I do too, but uh, I did not then. Like I had a problem uh, last week. I ordered a pair of pants. I needed new pants. COVID's been very bad for me when it comes to pants. So I uh, I ordered a couple pants from Target. Very specific size, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
44 Husky? No, it was like a, th- a 38. But nevertheless, they sent me size 30. 30? 30. 30. They probably, never... they probably heard you were switching the labels on the on the jeans. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't do that anymore. But it's like, and when I, when I opened them, I'm like, did I screw up the order? No, I didn't. I, I was able to find the uh, the the uh, the confirmation, and and they sent me a pair of pants that's eight sizes too small. I've never f- fit into a pair of thirty size pants in my entire lifetime. You couldn't wear the. You didn't have thirty inch diapers. Sean, I couldn't fit my arm through one of these legs, and mm. so they're so small. Yeah, yeah. No, I I usually try to multiple things. Uh, whether it's a screenshot, I have a I have a calendar. The calendar, I still say the calendar, the Apple calendar sucks because there's there's just so many times I put things down on a date and then when I went to go back out to the large size calendar, yep. the date changed itself. That's, I'm telling I you, don't know how that happens. That's that's why I I got off of that one years ago. I'm yeah. on the uh, the Google Calendar and it works perfectly. I have a I have a diary uh, app that I keep. Uh, to put my important daily things in and things like that, I, I will usually put into it. Are you? Uh, and I did. I wrote down Apple Store appointment twelve forty five. Are you journaling your uh, most important uh, emotional responses? Uh, in your not so much my emotional responses, just the uh, you know daily uh, comings and goings. But that's an exciting read. No, it's just a, it's a memory thing i'd rather hear about the goings versus the coming yeah oh, me too. well there are many mm-hmm. more goings believe me uh two robbery suspects in virginia have been dubbed the melon-headed bandits after their strange choice in disguise was caught on camera photos show the two suspects wearing watermelons on their heads with eye holes cut out well it- Real watermelons. Real giant watermelons. <laughs> Police say the robbery happened at a gas station on May 5th. Uh, the local TV station there reports officers managed to arrest one of the suspects, 21 or 20-year-old Justin Roger. Uh, he's charged with wearing a mask in public while committing larceny as well as stealing alcohol while underage. Police say they're still looking for the second watermelon head. Are they certain these were not COVID watermelon heads? Uh, I don't know. In other words, someone might have been wearing it instead of a mask. Well, people have come up with all creative ways to protect their uh, face. Exactly. uh, uh, Stopping the spread. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, uh, you know, a fresh watermelon that's not going to be so fresh after maybe an hour of wearing it. Well, we don't. Yeah, but that's it, too. We don't know how fresh it was anyway. They might have cut up this watermelon uh, for Memorial Day weekend. Wouldn't the smell of a watermelon on your head after a while get a little nasty? I oh, know. I would think it would be kind of nice. After a while, not something. I mean, when you're making your getaway, I would. I don't know. I don't like it. Melon. A lot of people will be doing it this weekend, probably just to keep their heads dry. I like watermelon. I'm not a big, uh, not a big other melon fan. You don't like a cantaloupe? No. I like a cantaloupe. I like a cantaloupe. How about a, one of them, uh, those honeydew melons? The green one? Yeah, I like I like those, those are, too, but they gotta be they gotta be the right ripeness. I don't like cantaloupe because my father used to like get drunk and eat cantaloupe with salt and ice cream on it. Salt? He would take uh, butter pecan ice cream and put it inside the cantaloupe and then pour salt <laughs> all over it. And then just have that drunken feast. 
I've had uh, I've had like a, like salt on watermelon, and actually that does taste fairly good. Salt on watermelon? Uh, it, se- it, it seems weird, it, it, but it but it enhances it brings out some of the flavors of the watermelon. Yeah, it's like I mean, uh, the salty sweet thing, like the salt the sea salt inside the chocolate bar. Yeah, you don't put a lot of salt on it. It's just just a little bit of salt. Where you even come up with that? I didn't. Someone someone uh, showed it to me. Said, "Here, try this," and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's really good." And then you know, did they describe what they were doing, or did they just hand it to you and say, "Here, try this"? No, I said they they I put they pour they they put salt on it. You I said, saw what they, them do that. Yeah, I said, "What yeah. are you doing?" I said, it, it, "Salt enhances the flavor." I said, "Get out of here!" And then he put salt on a piece for me, and I'm like, "I'll be damned if you're not right." Yeah, I wouldn't have even tried it. You know, it puts it into perspective for you when you get uh, your dad acting like David Hasselhoff eating uh, cantaloupe <laughs> with laying on the floor and salt. <laughs> That was like the the one of the three go to drunk meals that he had. It was uh, it was that it was uh, the Stouffer's cream chipped beef. Oh yeah, that's a good mm. one. And uh, the spam yumbo. Spam yumbo. Yes, yes. You remember the spam yumbo? I told you about. Now would he gut the the cantaloupe? No, he would eat the seeds too. No, come on. Come on. I'm not kidding you because he didn't. He didn't care. He didn't <laughs> give a crap. That's that's the act of someone who's way too drunk to know yeah, better. You don't yeah. eat the seeds. Probably ate the skin of a banana as well. I don't know about that, but uh, he yeah, wasn't was, insane. But, I mean, he's a perfectly reasonable man, but he's insane. Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> the spam yumbo. That was uh, that was an interesting mix. Yeah. That was a uh, craft macaroni and cheese with cut up pieces of spam inside of it. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty yeah, damn that might good. Not, that might not be bad. No. I never really got the the taste for spam though. There was something about that gel that came out of the can with the spam. Yeah, well, we've talked about the Underwood deviled ham. That had uh, some sort of schmutz all over it too. But, but again, that's something I liked when I was a kid, and I hate that now. Mm. I can't stand. I, 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 it would it would make me gag if I like opened up a can of that stuff. Well, but you're also supposed to wipe the gel off the can. Oh yeah, that's probably. I'm talking right. about spam, right? Oh, yeah. a 21 uh, year old man lost half his hand while attempting to shoot a firework mortar from the sunroof of a car in Middle Tennessee. Uh, eh, that's a shame. More Freesboro Police Department reported yesterday. A woman who was with him also suffered injuries in the explosion. The incident uh, took place at about 9.30 p.m. Wednesday. And the uh, Moore Freesboro man told uh, Rutherford County Emergency Services the mortar exploded in a tube he was holding in his left hand. Medical personnel searched the area attempting to preserve parts of the man's hand but couldn't locate anything. Yeah, I don't know what you think you're going to recover from an explosion. Well, uh, it's not got, like you're going to re- reattach it. What do you if you have a fingertip? Yeah, but the but the fingertip is probably you know destroyed. It's like it, it's it's vaporized. Gross. Yeah, like like, like yeah. with Jason Pierre Paul, there was only yeah. so much they can do. Right. It's not like slicing off a hand where it's you know it's done clean enough that they can reattach all the arteries and all the nerves yeah. and all that stuff. The uh, man was taken to a local medical center to be treated for major injuries. The 20-year-old female in the vehicle with the man suffered head injuries, minor burns to her neck and upper back, and complained of ear pain. Paramedics treated her at the scene. Mm. But damn. How stupid are people? Just, uh, what's that word? Uh, Something the herd? Thin in the herd. Thin in the herd. Thin in the herd. Yeah, this is usually the best weekend for that kind of activity. Although with the rain, maybe uh, that'll slow the injuries down in the emergency rooms. Well, around here. I mean, I'm trying to think of that, too. I was watching on the Today Show. They were 
they had a report, Tom Costello, down in D.C., and it was pouring down there, too. This is one of those things where I'd like to get in a car and drive to wherever it's going to be dry and warm, but it doesn't look like going south. Maybe going west would do it, but I don't want to go to Pennsylvania. There's plenty to do with Pennsylvania. Yeah, actually, you know what? I don't care. Maybe well, Cosby's house is available. He's got yeah, he's got a house there, right? Yeah. Uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. There's lots to do there. You got uh, Allentown. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I should just get in the car and just go. I mean, just drive until it stops raining. Imagine being wonderfully whisked away to Allentown. Mm-hmm. Where they're closing all the factories down? Yes, and it's hard to keep a good man down. <laughs> it would be. All those promises our teachers made if we worked hard, if we behaved. Your Pioneer Valley forecast for today going to be uh, really crappy. Uh, rainy and thunderstorms possible with a high of 68 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of only 60. It is 66 in uh, downtown Springfield. Weather brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Do you know the difference between regular drum-roasted coffee and air-roasted coffee? Try Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew. It's air-roasted and unlike drum-roasted. Fields Classic Rock at 756 and Cheap Trick on Rock 102. I don't even want to say the weather again. Uh, rain today. Rain tomorrow. Tomorrow a high of 60. And uh, rain for a good part of the day on Sunday. It should stop for the uh, downtown 4th of July fireworks. But it may rain all the way until then. Uh, listen. Don't I try already, and make this better. I'm not going to try to make it better. I'm actually going to move on to something different. Uh, I signed up for uh, for Vax Millions this morning. Um, uh, you know, there's five drawings. Uh, the first one coming July 22nd. Uh, you can now uh, register for it, but you have to register in order to win anything. And if you and you got to check your email and make sure that uh, uh, that your name is called. You got like 24 hours to uh, oh, to respond to it. That's too much work. I it's, don't need a million dollars that bad. Well, listen, it is a lot of work, and uh, five of us in Massachusetts are going to win, or I should say me and four others. What do you mean five? I it, There are five different drawings. Oh, five this. different drawings. So okay. five people yeah. win a million dollars, and then a bunch of people will win, uh, anyone between the ages of 12 and 17, win the uh, the scholarship. Now, mm. I didn't just sign up as a 17-year-old kid, so I'm, I'm in the clear, but as long as you've been vaccinated, you can sign up. Now, a million dollars to me is a lot of money, but it doesn't sound like the kind of money that I would uh, retire on. You know what I mean? Mm. Still young enough where I could probably blow through a million dollars pretty quick. You know, you go to Disney World, you can go through the thousand dollars just like that. <laughs> you, you listen, if you got a family of four, you've blown a thousand dollars just walking through the front door of the mm-hmm. place. Yeah, that's the damn truth. So, if uh, if you are inclined to uh, like me uh, to want to win a million dollars. Uh, now is the time to start uh, signing up at VaxMillionsGiveaway.com. Why are you telling people that? That makes more competition. It makes more competition, but everyone's going to do it anyway, so you know, what the hell? I mean, uh, you're going to do it, right? No, I just said there was too many hoops to jump through. I don't need a million you, dollars you, that you, bad. You can, you can, come on. It's just, you, you check Please. your email. Yeah. How hard is that? Well, apparently it was hard enough for me to be able to keep my Apple appointment. And I, give, I, I gave a very specific email. I use only this email only for... The purposes of uh, winning, money, a million dollars. winning a million dollars yeah, from the state yeah. of Massachusetts. I feel like I've already, you know, bought into uh, you know enough with the state of Massachusetts between mm-hmm. state income taxes and you know uh, you know uh, all the other taxes we've paid. You know, driving on the Mass Pike or you know excise tax. 
that at least, you know, some of that should be coming back to me. Yeah, well, good luck. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's uh, 7.58. Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com coming up in just oh, yeah. a few minutes. Like Vax Millions isn't a scam. That's yeah, not a scam. The state of Massachusetts is running that. You know they've never done anything phony in their lives. On Rock 102. $10 million after a months-long independent investigation found the organization workplace highly unprofessional, especially for women. The team was not stripped of any draft picks and no formal suspensions were handed out, but the owner, Dan Snyder, is going to step away from day-to-day operations and allow his wife, the co-CEO, Tanya, to be in charge for the next several months. Uh, A lot of scams going on out there between the COVID and the holiday weekend. Steve Weissman knows all about them. We'll talk with him minutes from now. Bax's view from the couch when we come back. It's 8.04 at Rock 102. The COVID vaccine is a critical tool to protect yourself and to end the pandemic. But you might have questions about its safety. The same safety measures used for all vaccines were followed for the COVID vaccine. Tens of thousands of people participated in the studies to demonstrate that the vaccine is safe. Millions of people of different races and ethnicities have gotten vaccinated and only experienced mild side effects. I got the vaccine to protect myself, my family, and my patients. To learn more, visit baystatehealth.org slash bestshot. The lobster rolls are back at the Nines. Visit your local 99 today and try their famous colossal lobster rolls. 100% North Atlantic lobster piled high on grilled brioche, served hot buttered or with just the right amount of mayo and celery with fries and slaw. The 99, always the real deal. Did you know that a debt management plan with Cambridge Credit Counseling works to help you keep an existing credit card open and lets you pay down your debt at lower interest rates, saving you money? Call one 800 Cambridge. Don't let a long day at work get you down. Re-energize your afternoon or evening routine by getting outside and experiencing the power of nature. Nature has a way of making you feel refreshed. So grab a Nature Valley granola bar and venture outdoors. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Brooks, remember the good old days when the NCAA used to have the sort of authority to suspend athletes for accepting gifts and cash from unauthorized agents and various team boosters? Boy, those were exciting times. These days, a student-athlete can now field offers for product endorsements, sell his name or likeness for merchandising, and offer and enjoy the profits that were once the sole possession of each participating school or university. And frankly, I never thought I'd live to see the day when that would change. And yet, now the rules are different. It's time for some of those who have suffered the most to seek reinstatement. This week, former USC running back Reggie Bush petitioned to not only have his strip 2005 Heisman Trophy returned back to him. He's also seeking the reinstatement of his college statistics. You may recall that Reggie was forced to surrender his Heisman Trophy after he accepted cash, travel expenses, and a house for his parents to live in rent-free for an entire year. Reggie also received an additional $10,000 in furnishings for that home. Resulting, uh, The resulting infraction also led Reggie to be forced to disassociate himself with the USC for the next 10 years. And as a result, USC was given a two-year postseason ban, vacated their 2004 national championship, and lost 30 scholarships. And now Reggie would like to get it all back because he believes, quote, I won the Heisman Trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field. And that may be true, but it's also true that the NCAA had rules that Reggie Bush was fully aware of at the time. 
and he chose to violate them anyway. And just because the NCAA rules have changed doesn't mean he wasn't still in violation then. In fact, he'd still be in violation now. In other words, Reggie Bush doesn't deserve his Heisman Trophy back any more today than he did in the day he delivered his mother's couch. Surprisingly enough, the Heisman Trust, who would have the authority to return the trophy, has not yet responded to Reggie's request. And uh, if I were Reggie, I wouldn't exactly hold my breath that they will. You may have earned the trophy with your hard work, but you lost the trophy because of your stupidity and because of your inattention to the rules. In other words, I wouldn't start clearing off any space off the mantle just yet. But hey, you never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What kind of mess did you make now? You need a Craftsman wet dry vac now, don't you? Get one today at Rockies for only 24 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. The July sales flyer is on the Rockies website, and it's loaded with great bargains like the $24 Craftsman wet dry vac available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. It's 810 and the doors on Rock 102. <sighs> rain today. Rain tomorrow. Rain on Sunday. Uh, three out of four days of the four-day weekend destroyed. But Steve Weissman's on the phone. Yes, uh, summertime scams are back. And to talk about how you can enjoy all of them is Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm just bringing sunshine. Yeah, well. <laughs> you, you always do. Yeah. You always you do. Go. Anyway, let's uh, let's start off uh, right away. I was looking at uh, some of the scams of the day, and I've seen this a lot lately. Uh, Facebook cloning. This is uh, this is where people are, you know, being asked to uh, to friend certain profiles of people that you already know, you already think you're friends of, and you think, well, something happened. I'm 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 going to have to refriend this person, and it's a scam. It's a it's a phony uh, it's a phony profile. What what is going on with that? Yeah, this happens a lot, and as as you in, as you indicated, uh, Bax, it starts with you get a friend request from somebody that you're already a friend with, and you know the picture that comes up is the regular picture of of your friend, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your friend's account has been hacked. It's what they call, as you mentioned, Facebook cloning. It's real easy for someone to set up another account using your name, your image, and the reason that they do this is to trick people into becoming friends with this. They will then trust posts that you put up, including, hey, here's a coupon. Hey, here's a grant you're, uh, you're eligible for. Hey, here's a way you're going to be able to make all kinds of money with doing nothing. Just click on this link. Here's a video you like. And that's the thing. They get you to trust someone, and then uh, they take advantage of your trust. My motto is, Trust me, you can't trust anyone. So if you get something like this, you should let the person know uh, that it's gone on. They should report it to Facebook. But it's also a good, good time to remember as far as protecting your account. You can't protect it from cloning, but you can protect it from somebody actually taking it over. And the best thing you can do is use a strong password and also dual-factor authentication so that uh, even if someone has your password, they're not going to be able to take control of your account. Do you know anything about a scam where you get a you get an email claiming to be from the Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Fame telling you, <laughs> telling you that you've been chosen for induction on a particular year, and then when you find out, uh, when you go there for what they tell you is the night of the induction, you find out it's all a big joke or, or there's cops there waiting with warrants to arrest people? 
Wow. And I thought I was paranoid. (laughs) Congratulations to both of you guys. You know, when I first saw the notice, I wasn't sure if you guys were joking about it. But it's uh, it's certainly well-deserved. Oh, another congratulations. My my son-in-law, who you know, Tommy Pluta, and my daughter, Julie, uh, they're celebrating tomorrow their 27th anniversary. Oh, wow. so you won't be playing golf because it's raining. Yeah, yeah, wow, exactly. Well, that's and, good. and you had, you had somehow you had labeled the congratulations letter to us as the New England uh, Broadcasting Hall of Fame, which unfortunately it's not. We're not being that well recognized. <laughs> where's the, where's the... <laughs> you haven't expanded it to the other no, state. No, no. For my mistake. That's well, all right. You guys have your uh, your speeches ready? Uh, we got plenty of time. Yeah, plenty got, of time. I haven't even considered <laughs> yeah. what we're going to say yet, other than the fact that are we sure this wasn't some sort of you know clerical error? Like <laughs> there accidentally. Do you? Uh, do well, you? Go ahead. I was just going to say, all joking aside, you, it, it really is well deserved, and glad to see you guys get the recognition. Thank you. Sir. Thanks very Thank much. You. you know, we we've got this. Uh, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. We've got this Vax Millions uh, thing coming up. Uh, for the state of Massachusetts, if you get vaccinated, are you um, are you aware of? Uh, there are a number of states that have created big time incentive programs, but are you aware of any scams that have been uh, created surrounding some of them? Oh yeah, I mean, there, there, whatever happens is going to be a scam. I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be Bill Cosby related scams. But yeah, <laughs> Ohio was the uh, was the first state to put in one of these uh, lotteries. And uh, actually, it was uh, I was doing a, a TV piece out there uh, a few weeks ago because it's the same old thing. You get in an email or a text message telling you about the program. Here's what you need to do to uh, to sign up, provide this information, and of course, you have to provide your your social security number. And bingo, people become you know victims of identity theft. You know, the key thing is whenever you get a phone call, an email, or a text message that asks you for personal information uh, or to click on a link you just don't know who is really contacting you if it's your phone there's something called spoofing it can look like it's from the irs or a legitimate uh, call source if it's a text message or an email it's easy to uh, to copy those as well so you you really have to check you have to confirm but yeah the 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 scammers take whatever is there's a kernel of truth and so we know that these uh, lotteries are going on so people think, well, maybe maybe this is legit. But trust me, you can't trust anyone. You you never All give right. info unless you yep. you got that in twice. <laughs> you haven't even mentioned you haven't even mentioned I'm teaching at Berkeley yet. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's it's amazing that uh, you're seeing this uh, every now and then uh, of uh, of of the government and law enforcement busting up these these uh these identity theft rings and you know how and we've talked about it multiple times how you know how sophisticated they have become with all of the protections with all of the uh, of the, the the constant news stories about you know protecting and you know passwords and you know and, and everything we seem to be no further along today than we were ever it, it just seems like it there it's impossible to catch up to the scammers they're way ahead of us on so much of the stuff you almost have to wonder at what point could we ever actually put an end to this stuff and it almost seems like you can't 
No, you're 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 right. You can't. I mean, uh, scams have uh, always been done. People are always going to fall for them. If people are fearful, if people are greedy, and people are always fearful and greedy, uh, they're going to fall for some kind of a scam. And tech has just made it easy. And you know, here when you're talking about how sophisticated they become, there are a lot of idiot uh, scammers and identity thieves. But what they do is they go on the dark web and they buy or they lease the kind of malware and uh, the scams that uh, were developed by the real criminal geniuses, and then they use them. So you are incredibly vulnerable. Although, interestingly enough, the uh, when President Biden was, was meeting uh, with uh, Putin, one of the things he gave him was 16 areas of our infrastructure, stay away or we're really going to uh, go after you. But the most recent Russian attacks have been what we call blunt force attacks. And what that is, they take every kind of common password and they use it. And they've been able to be very, very successful with that. So if we're able to take basic steps, and that's have a strong, unique password for each of your accounts. So if maybe someplace where you're using your password gets hacked, not all of your accounts are going to be in jeopardy. Use the dual-factor authentication so a code comes to your, your phone. And don't click on links or emails, because remember my motto, be uh, skeptical. <laughs> BS. Ah, ah, that's the you. other yeah, one. Yeah. Another one. That's the one you give out when you're teaching at Berkeley, right? <laughs> Bentley, uh, Bentley, Bentley. Um, you know, you called New me. Pa- you, <laughs> you called me paranoid earlier, but um, how how worried are you? Because I actually really am. How worried are you that the next war, the next big one, is going to be a cyber war? And and the fearful, the most fearful thing about that is, you'd like to believe that when a country accuses another country of doing something. Uh, I mean, we didn't even have this kind of proof with the irony of Rumsfeld dying the other day. We didn't even have enough proof to be able to say that, you know, Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, let alone have the proof to say Russia, China or Iran or North Korea are responsible for this cyber attack and we're going to war. How, How worried are you about that? Well, you're, I'm in your paranoid camp on that. To be uh, very, very serious, I do think we are... Uh, our intelligence is pretty good as far as being able to uh, determine where it comes from. And so while much of the uh, the private sector can't do it, our intelligence can. I remember back when Sony was uh, first hacked and it looked like it was something inside and the FBI is saying, no, no, it isn't. It's coming from North Korea. And then they said, well, tell us how. And they said, no, we're not going to tell you how because they give away our source. But I am less worried about... Uh, Russia and China and North Korea than I am about terrorist groups because it has become so easy to go in the dark web, get the kind of malware you need to hit our infrastructure, and our infrastructure is so vulnerable. I do think the next wars will be fought in cyberspace, but I am more worried about terrorist groups, and that scares the hell out of me. But are you worried about a terrorist group who are so advanced that they can make it seem like it's coming from one of those countries, and we end up going to war with the wrong group? 
No, that that's one thing I'm I'm not too concerned about because we are able uh, our intelligence people are really pretty sophisticated. You know, part of the thing is it's much harder to uh, to play defense on this, and particularly mm-hmm. with our our infrastructure, the companies are using old old software that needs to be updated. We're we're just vulnerable so many places. And uh, it shocks me that uh, corporate America hasn't taken the necessary steps to protect. But our cyber intelligence are pretty good at, at knowing where the attacks are coming from. This is Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com. You know, one of the things that, that I notice you, you see a lot now, like you know, with your cell phones, if you're looking to you know, download an app, a lot of them will want to attach themselves to your social media in order for you to get the app at all. And, and every time I see that, I really think twice, should I really be doing this? Should I really be giving a third party access to everybody I know? I, and, and there's a part of me that says, ah, it's no big deal. But there's a part of me that says, oh, yes, it's a huge risk. What, what, what is, am I, am, am I being paranoid about that? No, the, I think now we got the three of us on the on the same page. Uh, no, you gotta you gotta be concerned about that, and it's not only giving it uh, the information to that app, uh, because that app may be somewhat responsible, maybe using it for marketing, but uh, not something that y- you would feel terribly threatened about. But it's their security, and so when the bad guys are able to hack a place uh, that uh, doesn't have particularly good security, and they get that information, you become that much more vulnerable to uh, scams and identity theft. So uh, I'm always wary, you know, I got to balance it out. Do I really want that app this much that I'm going to turn over uh, all of that information? Yeah, between that and whether a certain app requires my location services for something that it shouldn't have to know where I am when I'm using it, uh, that's another cause for concern. And, you know, it's, it's not just my my own exposure, but I really do worry about, you know, everybody else that I'm associated with on these things. You know, am I putting any of them at risk? Because I don't want I don't want that, you know, kind of responsibility on my shoulders. And and you're absolutely correct. You know, and it is amazing. You talk about just your location. Um, there was a a study done at MIT where they uh, gave the kids free cell phones uh, as long as they could be tracked. And what happened was, without even knowing to whom they were making the calls, just the timing of making uh, calls, this metadata gives the good old artificial intelligence so much information about you they could tell if someone was uh having a relationship and breaking up what they were doing and they they actually stopped the uh the experiment early they felt they were being too invasive so uh all of this data that is gathered on us is used for um, marketing, but it can also be used for very nefarious purposes. So you you got to really be careful when you sign up for anything. Which is why you you always say when it comes to trust. What was that thing uh, that you say? Ah, Jesus! It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, what it was. Trust to... me, I'm very trustable, or something like that. That's it. Yeah. No, you yeah. can't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve Weisman from Scamicide.com. It's great to talk to you. Have a great drive forth. You, you too. Yeah. It's 825 on Rock 102. Albert, what do you do? It's 827 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You know, with this, the forecast being what it is, I, I mentioned the idea of wanting to just get in a car and drive as far as uh, either west or, or south as I could to find dry 
warm weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Steve a little while ago, uh, Nagel, not the trust me guy, uh, about um, he said something about, why don't you just get on a plane and go somewhere? Because you can't even do that. I mean, they, they just did a story on the Today Show a little while ago. Middle seats are all full. The planes are all full. And the other problem is, particularly at Southwest, which is what I usually take if I go to Florida, um, they are offering flight attendants and pilots double pay because so many of them either stopped working because of the pandemic, got furloughed or something like that, or you know took time off or what have you. There's not a you can't just jump on a plane even for this weekend. They also reported that you know even when you get to your destination, hotel fares right yeah. now are are like sixty percent up, and ninety one percent of all people traveling this weekend will be going by car. So even if you have your own car, you know car rental prices are also very high. Even if you have your own car, the likelihood of being uh, especially the crappy weather here is where the accidents are going to happen. So you can be stuck in gridlock less than 50 miles from home when you're trying to drive 200 miles to get away from the rain. This is just going to Well, I, I just I, I just want to take some Ambien and wake up on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's it. I don't know how much Ambien you have in the house. I don't have any. knocked out for three days is probably too much Ambien. It's uh, 829. News is next to Rock 102. Hey. 831 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Our wild week of weather continues after near-record-setting temperatures, damaging winds, and now communities recovering from widespread flooding. One of the hardest-hit communities was Westfield, where several streets flooded last night, making for difficult or even dangerous travel. Meadow Street, Dartmouth Street, and Mill Street were among the roadways that saw rising waters. Pretty, uh... Pretty intense pictures they got uh, there. I thought they were showing on 22 News. I thought they were showing like a parking garage uh, that looked like it was really heavily flooded. I don't know if it was just a like there was an overhang over a parking lot or yeah, it, or it's, what. It, it's like a it's like a an apartment complex. Oh, okay. That just had covered parking, but. It was still flooded. Yeah, it was a similar story in parts of Chicopee, including Meeting House Road and Montgomery Street. In West Springfield, the roadway and driveway filled up with water on Piper Cross Road. Yeah, that was the shot that looked like it had a surf. It yeah. was actually like a like what looked like a white a line of white water coming across the parking lot. Yeah, I don't think West Springfield's used to the tides. No, not not generally. Uh, there were no reports of any injuries, and the floodwaters had receded by the late night hours. Uh, it is important to remember that when you see flooding on the road, turn around, don't drown. Speaking of turning around, there was just before bed, I, I go to uh, let Maggie out, and uh, I have like a patio umbrella that's near the door. So she steps out when I open the slider. She steps out, but she's covered by the, the uh, umbrella. But once she walks past that, She's like, turns around and just comes right back in again. She's like, no, I don't have to go that bad. <laughs> you want me to do what out yeah, here? Yeah. Are nope. you kidding me? I'll hold it. And if I can't hold it, what are you going to do? I'm an old dog. Uh, by the way, Bill Cosby has still not been spotted at his Shelburne home. He's hiding. He's hiding. What's he hiding from? Uh, paparazzi. Come on. What do you need I'll to hide you. for? Hey, go on TV. Let everybody know you're innocent. Well, is he, I, is, is he out getting breakfast somewhere? Maybe he's at the coffee shop. I heard he is supposedly already getting calls from, like, producers mm-hmm. to do something. Well, he said as he was leaving that he wants to uh, he wants to get back to work. 
Yeah. He's got yeah. a lot of great material, a lot of prison-based material mm-hmm. that I'm sure is hilarious. I'm sorry. Now that I remember it, they said he's getting a lot of calls from comedy clubs. That's what it was. Sure. Clubs. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Hannibal Burris would love to do a show with him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he'd love to do a show yeah. with Hannibal. <laughs> Uh, do your Bill Cosby impression, John, because I really like that. Well, when talking with the pudding bob and put, yeah, yeah. taking the pudding bob and putting it into the uh, <laughs> VG. I just like that, the way you do it. <laughs> the pudding bob. <laughs> A move in the right direction for Springfield in regards to the city's asthma rating. For many years, it was rated as the number one worst city for those suffering from asthma. But now, according to the Allergy Foundation of America report, Springfield is now ranked number 12. In the country? In the country. We were number one worst in the country? That doesn't make a lot of sense. No. no. I, well, no. I would think uh, Los Angeles. Oh, San Francisco. Of, yeah, somebody uh, has a lot of smog. Well, I mean, unless know, it's based on city size. Oh, at, at, you know, like you know, per thousand right. people. That, that, that might be. But, you know, we got a lot of trees, a lot of nature around here. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful to anybody with, uh, with asthma or any kind of a you know, breathing uh, deficiency. Uh, City Councilor Jesse Lederman uh, credits the improvement to community activists and their efforts in fighting to prevent further pollution. Oh, there you go. Oh, you didn't get. Remember, we were trying. They were trying to get that uh, that wood burning power plant in. Yep, didn't do that. Didn't happen. And look at us now, we breathing were, through our noses. We've been saved. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island is poised to become the first state to authorize so-called harm reduction centers where people dealing with addiction can take heroin and other illegal drugs under the supervision of medical professionals. Sweet. Hey, you're not doing that right. Here, let me show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is how you do it. Legislation cleared the state general assembly yesterday, creating a two-year pilot program for the centers, which are also referred to as safe injection sites uh, or supervised injection sites. For pilots? Really? No, not no. It's a pilot program. Right. It's not a program for pilots. I didn't know if there was like uh, Spirit Airlines pilots going, uh, uh, juicing uh, up before they get in the plane. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have to pass a drug test before they can fly. I don't the, know if you notice the difference. The uh, Senate-approved bill now heads to Democratic Governor Dan McKee after the State House of Representatives approved the measure earlier this week. The Democrat says he'll review the proposal when it reaches his desk. Well, you know, I mean, the ability to take drugs while you're under supervision, they just... I just read another story yesterday about another big study that's being done on psilocybin for uh, depression. And it is supposedly just a breakthrough, a huge, huge breakthrough. If you take this stuff with a uh, professional, with a psychologist in the room with you, and it's supposed to, they say that some people, one or two treatments, although each treatment is over the course of several hours. Uh, but one or two treatments has given people uh, complete turnarounds from depression for as much as six months. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, though, like marijuana, it is still uh, illegal to use it. They have allowed psilocybin now to be used in studies, but unfortunately, they're very small studies or they're very select and hard to find. Which is which is too bad. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that could that could benefit from, uh, you know, drop a little psilocybin here and there mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of it i think comes from the fear of they're illegal drugs yeah you can't make them legal well there's that fear and there's still that hanging on from the 70s 60s and the 70s where 
you know, psychedelics were just not looked at as being beneficial. Well, there were some people. And the reason why it gets such a you know a bad rap is there were some people that took it way too far. Yeah. Where, you know, if it's if it's meted out in a pro- in a professional setting with a doctor on hand and you know, you're given a very controlled amount of it, that's different than say a guy like, uh, <laughs> you know, like he, uh, who's the guy from? Uh, why am I blanking on the guy from uh, Pink Floyd? Sid uh, uh, Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're doing if you're doing it like nine times a day yeah. for the course of two years, you know, you're gonna blow your brain out. But unfortunately, when you've got a guy like Joe Biden who is old enough to still buy into that whole. <clears throat> Malarkey of the yeah. uh, illegal drugs. Yeah, exactly. You stay off my lawn and stay uh, off the wacky weed. That's that's exactly right. But that's but that's a generational thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. If, if, as as time goes on, those I older pos- those older politicians that have been dragging their heels on this stuff are just gonna you know you know fade out, and and younger people are gonna be taking those positions with a very very different point of view on cannabis or you know, you know other other substances you see for me as time goes on i realize just what you mean to me <clears throat> you know uh when you when you speak like that mm. i can't tell you how much you color my world yeah yeah i, I hate that song. i wish i had a flute I if have... i had a flute right now <sighs> i know i would drive this what you, home what do you mean you hate that song steve that's a beautiful uh, ballad oh my God, every time I do a, a wedding and they're like, hey, uh, you know, could you play the Color My World for my parents? It's their 25th wedding anniversary. That clears off the dance floor, but it's a beautiful song. You need to put a rider in the contract, Steve. No, no. Uh, no, if you want to hear these songs, yeah. it's an additional charge. $50 yeah, a song. Exactly. <laughs> and you have a list of like 40 songs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go back to the drug thing though. It's, it is the generational thing and it's the older people who are like, you stop with your, your devil's lettuce. You get that off (laughs) you and your devil's lettuce and your, and your mad hatter drugs. You're Lucy in the sky with your diamonds. (laughs) Take your yellow sunshine and get the hell out of (laughs) here. You're absolutely right. Uh, more uh, authorities in Montgomery County, Texas, near Houston, have just completed an eight-month investigation that uncovered an illegal underground crime ring known as the Dark Side. More than eighty people involved with Dark Side have been identified. And what kind of crime was Dark Side wrapped up in? They were producing counterfeit coupons. You know, like coupons. fifty cents off toothpaste, diapers, cleaning wipes, and soap. But they were doing it on a large scale nationwide, and one individual somehow. Purchased more than $200,000 worth of items from different stores in just one year using the fake coupons. That's like $550 a day. The thieves made it look like they were discounts from manufacturers and stole items from places like Walmart, Kroger, Target, and Walgreens. Then they'd sell the items at flea markets and online. The coupons uh, only looked legit. They wouldn't actually work if you scanned them, but they were... So convincing that store employees would honor them. One estimate claims the ring is responsible for ten to twenty million dollars in losses. Store employees would honor them. Yeah, don't wow. they? Ha- don't they have QR codes They'd on? Probably them? do the employee override. Yeah, uh, the employee override. Right. Yes. You know when yes. they call the manager in. I know. To, okay, can you come? Uh, 
Hey, hey, Bob, can the, I need you over here on register six? Well, there's they, something they, they, wrong with the scanner. It's not working, yeah. and then they just go ahead and approve it. Or they yeah. you know, swipe that card that's on their belt on a string. Yeah, that, that overrides everything. And, you know, they had a press conference about <clears> this, but there's a lot of, like, unanswered questions, like whether the coupons made the items free or just discounted. And why would it take these stores so long to stop accepting these coupons since and, they were big chains? And where do babies come from? No, why do we drive on a parkway and park in the driveway? That is the question. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. That's that, the one you yeah, want to know. Why do we uh, recite in a play and play in a recital? Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? Good question. <laughs> good, good question. Hmm. A uh, pregnant woman was arrested on a charge of assault after allegedly throwing a cell phone at her boyfriend because he ate all of her Oreo cookies, police in Florida said. Taramac police said they have arrested the woman who is 17 weeks pregnant earlier this week after uh, assaulting her boyfriend in an argument over Oreo cookies. Wait a minute, she threw the phone at him or she hit him with it? She threw the phone at him. She was charged with one count of aggravated battery and released without bail. According to the investigation, at around uh, 4 a.m. on Tuesday, the suspect realized that her boyfriend ate all of her Oreo cookies, leaving her with strong cravings. Were they double stuffs? I, I don't know. That's probably why they're... the aggravated charge was brought in on the assault. Extra stuffing. She became yeah. extremely angry at her boyfriend and threw a cell phone in his face. Oh, so she did hit him with it. Yeah, the boyfriend suffered serious injuries. Serious injuries? The victim, who is the father of the unborn child, was taken to a nearby hospital where he received three staples to the head and then released. She she must have had a hell of an arm. um, That's not really a serious injury, but still. Listen, um, uh, you you break the skin. That's that's a nasty boo-boo. Did he eat all... The Oreos, or just some? Most. All? Yeah. All right, this is a justifiable uh, situation. During He had it coming. You know what I've actually been eating for the last two weeks? Uh, I finally switched to the dark chocolate filling Oreo. How's that? They're actually very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they are good. Can you even buy just regular, plain old Oreos anymore? Yeah, you have to dig, though. That's, They're that's way a, in the back. Like, why would that be given such you know small shelf space? It's the yeah. it's the classic Oreo cookie. There used to be a chocolate store here in town that has uh, since closed. I think it was called Chocolate Works or something. Mm-hmm. They used to have these uh, the chocolate covered Oreos, fudge dipped Oreo yeah. dark oh chocolate ones. They were so freaking good. Yeah, Sounds I, good. I don't really. That's a little too much. What do you mean that's now too much? It's a too. little too much sugar. You just ate a cake that Judy Matty brought here yesterday with like layers of pudding and chocolate and frosting, and they're like, oh, that fudge-covered Oreo, that's just too yeah, much yeah, for me. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, I'm bringing the rest of that cake home for the weekend. During uh, questioning, the suspect told police she was craving Oreo cookies and became upset that the boyfriend ate them all. Uh, at her arraignment in court, the judge told the woman that maybe the next time she buys Oreo cookies, she should hide them so she could be the only one who could oh, enjoy them. Now, now, you're, now you're setting up a trust issue. The judge is <laughs> suggesting that you hide things? Yeah. Maybe if you'd hid this pregnancy. Yeah, we're, we're, we're blaming you yeah, for, your, yeah. for your boyfriend's jerky Well, I, I mean, she still should be blamed for, for assaulting him, but it's not, you know, you don't tell her, well, maybe next time, you don't tell him that uh, it's not his baby. Listen, we're not we're not talking about, you know, this guy eating, you know, all the hydrox of the Lorna Dune. She's gra- this dude is grabbing the Oreos. These are valuable cookies. Yeah. Very valuable cookies. But hell hath no fury like a pregnant woman scorned, that's for sure. Listen to you. I know. I know. Mm. Especially, especially a woman who's down a few on Oreos.
A uh, Florida doctor who accidentally performed surgery on a patient's right testicle instead of his left testicle has been ordered to pay a fine, according to the Miami Herald. The patient met with Dr. Raul Fernandez Crespo, a urologist in Tampa, to have a varicocalectomy. Ooh, I love those. You ever have a varicocalectomy? Uh, is that the one that comes in a coconut? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Uh, performed to remove enlarged veins back in September of 2019. The uh, newspaper reports that Fernandez Crespo marked the man's right testicle and started operating on that one, only to realize during the procedure that the work needed to be done on the left testicle. Oh, boy. Well, he was facing me when he said, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> left, my right, 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 left, left, left. Yeah, what is it? That's what happened. Right, wrong, right, wrong, right. Right, right. This, wrong. You, you got to make sure that <laughs> yeah. you're doing. You know, anytime I've been to a, a hospital, at least within the last five years, they're like very. Yeah. They they make sure mm-hmm. they have like let's say a nurse is administering medication. Yep. They have another nurse check to make sure that all the information matches up. Yeah, so like you're all... like you're you, and there's no way to confuse anybody. In, in, in the surgeries I've had in the last ten years, and it's probably been five or six surgeries, they've always been overboard on the and, and even you know the smallest one I had was when I when the dog uh, bit me and basically took the tip of my finger, but. It was still one of these things where, all right, it's this finger, right? It's like, yeah, right, the one that has a tip missing on it. The only one that has a tip missing on it. That's where the surgery is going to be. <laughs> but uh, but even, you know, whether it was a, a leg or, or, or my back, it's just – I, I it amazes me that doctors are still making these mistakes. I remember uh, when I was 17 – it was a very good year, mm. uh, but I also had a uh, I had orthoscopic knee surgery done from a sports injury. Right, and I remember just before they knocked me out, as they're wheeling the gurney down the hallway, the doctor goes, "It's this one, right?" And I'm like, "Dude, yes, you're supposed to know. Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> was he joking? And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Nighty night," and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> The uh, men's clinic at UCLA says the vera collectum, collecta, whatever it is, is an outpatient procedure that takes about 30 minutes per testicle and is used to treat enlarged scrotal veins that can lead to infertility, pain, and possibly even interfere with testosterone production. The Miami Herald reports that Fernandez Crespo was ordered to pay a $2,500 fine and other costs as a result of his wrongdoing. Guy paid more than that for the surgery. He, he probably did. Yeah. Right? Well, he might not have paid that much, but his insurance company. No, he might have. I mean, his deductibles could have been to the point where there was more than the doctor's fine. Yeah. You know, you messed up my dongle goblin procedure, and I really... (laughs) Yeah, but he did it on both. He ended up doing it on the correct one, and neither one of them, like, made him sterile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but if they had, then he's got a serious well, case. Then now, yeah, then that would be a completely different I mean, he'd story. Be, he'd be nuts not to sue. The right nuts. I didn't say which one. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be crappy and rainy and thunderstorms possible with a high of 68 tomorrow. Uh, even worse with a high of only 60. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Let's say your house is like mine. You got.